Yo, yo. What up? What up? Yo. What up? What up? Hey. Hey, welcome. Welcome to Benny's crib. What up? Oh, uh, yeah, just leave your shoes over there. It's cool. Yeah, thanks. Does that sound cool? Yo. Yo, what up? Welcome to Benny's crib. What up, everybody? This is Benny P. Uh, I'm feeling good right now, mainly because I just ate an amazing meal, courtesy of Portland, Maine's premier Jamaican barbecue, Yardy Ting. Another one of the sponsors of the podcast, but I'm just really so buzzing and vibrating from that meal. I'm going to break it down for you right now. I had some jerk chicken with the rice and peas, cabbage and carrots on the side, plantains on the side. A side of mac and cheese on the side. Then I went and got some beef patties and some veggie patties. And then, because they love me, they threw in a motherfucking drink courtesy. Um, so, holy shit. That was uh, how I started my meal today. That was that was my that was my brunch. And um, the day cannot be bad if that's how it starts, Jack. You know what it is. It's Benny's Crib. This is a Ryan Beat production. Ryan Beat, if you don't know, what the fuck you doing here if you don't, Jack? But uh, Ryan Beat is a uh, main premier hip-hop publication. Thank you for being a part of this experience. Thank you for putting up with me and my antics. And uh, we're like, what, week? She's like week five now, this weird shit that's going on with the COVID, corona. I ain't got no bona. I'm stuck at home. I'm a loner. Disease, isolation, quarantine situation. And um, I'm really at a point now where I'm just trying to dial it in and just take care of myself one day at a time because that's all we can do it's so overwhelming to think otherwise there's too many variables to think otherwise we don't control the magnitude of the situation even if there's shady shit going on you don't control the shady shit just stay clear get your sleep do some exercising do some visualizing get some positive rhythms going and uh it really comes down to um support it comes down to supporting each other this is what I've been talking about throughout this whole experience, and that's what you've been seeing throughout everyone's culture, everyone's um, individual circles and states and environments and cities. People are banding together to support. So I want to talk about, to start this podcast off, I want to talk about how to support and um, musicians, really, and how to support hip-hop artists and just independent musicians and support a lot of people who aren't going to be getting necessarily... Um, a lot of financial help during this situation, even from the government, even from welfare systems, even from um, unemployment systems. Um, you know, it's 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 tough out here for a lot of independent artists. So um, I want to talk about that. Before I want to talk about that, I want to talk about one quick thing. Again, like the little moments that mean a lot. Um, I think are the moments in life that I like to think about and, and talk about. And one of those moments um, goes back to when I was working. This uh, past week, I would work at a medical facility. There was a uh, shortage of gloves that day. We were flying through gloves, wild wild amount of orders. The gloves we had weren't really reusable. Then one of our patients, um, who was a, fr- a frequent um, um, visitor of our, of our facility, he ended up going out and buying a pair of gloves, or buying a box of reusable gloves, like the really good, stretchy kind that you can re-sanitize and reuse. Just bought them. And he's like, these are for you. I really appreciate that you guys are open and helping us and helping everybody. And these are for you. And uh, this is for the store. And this is for your facility. And we were like, holy crap. Jam. Okay. And for the rest of the day, I had gloves that fit me. And I could be 
very, very safe and sanitary. Not that I already wasn't. I was using gloves already, but I was using size small gloves. So my hand looked like a balloon that was about to pop. And uh, it just wasn't fun. So that little moment of that gentleman going out, driving maybe 15 minutes, picking up something that couldn't have cost more than 20 bucks, I imagine. I don't know how much gloves cost, so pardon my lack of actual... Actu- factual pricing when it comes to those but you know then they just came back dropped them off and that might have been a 30 minute excursion of their day but it meant everything to me and uh damn it just like really kicked into my head again how important these little acts of kindness that have big outreaches are for one another and that then segues into the culture um here on the solo podcast three of benny's crib i want to talk about how to support people in this hip-hop field artists in this hip-hop field right now putting money in their pocket without breaking the bank, really, in my opinion. Um, You know, the biggest way I think right now is if they're selling things directly on their websites or on like a Patreon page or from their social media pages, have like a Shopify page, if it's merch, if it's their own like pressings of music, if it's anything like i've seen artists been making masks and 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 making all different kinds of types of um you know unique personalized merch to them and their brands go and buy that from them directly yo like go and buy that i i know cod war zones out and it's for free and i know you want to buy loot packs on all these games and shit i don't even know how deep spending on video games go because i honestly i used to play a shit ton of video games i was a ps3 fiend and the whole monetization of video game culture is so fucked to me and it's taken away the passion of a lot of the beauty of the storytelling aspects of the games but a lot of motherfuckers don't give a shit about that and they'll just dump money into games into video games they want skins for guns or i don't i don't fucking know to be honest jack everyone has what they like i get it some people may feel about video games the way i feel about hip-hop but right now what i'm saying is don't fucking spend money on a stupid video game DLC. If there's an artist out there who's made you feel better about life, those nights where you're like, you know, when you're really feeling shitty about life and you need that introspection, you need that purity, you need that real, you need that raw, you need that motherfucking, that, that honest vibration. A lot of people, I feel like, find solace in art. And a lot of people don't realize how much healing power art has. And especially, I think this hip-hop culture gets taken advantage of in that way. So if you've ever had a, an artist or a, shout out the Seagulls, if you've ever had an artist or um, a song or a project or an album or anything, um, or even it could be any, any, any artist who's, you know, just out there, like, uh, who's independent and, and needs your dough, if it's a movie, if it's a book, whatever it is, show them some support right now. You know, if they got a $10 uh, button or, or, like, pin or something on their site, just go cop that if, if, if you have a special connection with this artist, you know. And I'm saying, you know, if there's people out there like myself, like, I'm not going to lie, I, I've spent over, because the next thing I was going to talk about was Bandcamp. Bandcamp is a, is a website that does take some proceeds from um, purchases from direct artist websites, but you, they still got a good um, percentage of their proceeds, I believe. Like, I, I've been buying Bandcamp albums up the ass. I've already bought the... The, the Pink Sifu album. I actually went and bought the Nightworks album. I bought Purple Moonlight Pages by Rap for Rare. I mean, I've been buying albums on Bandcamp just to be like, yo, I could stream it, and I do stream it. Like, I've been streaming the West Side Gun album, Pray for Paris, which dropped last night at midnight, and we will talk about that later. Do not worry, that will be talked about on this podcast. But I'm going and spending my own money, and there's a lot of people who are doing the same old shit. Um, if you're out there spending money, supporting good on you. I really ain't talking to you. I'm talking to the people who are maybe complaining about everything and complaining about situations and worried about the economic flow of things, but they're supporting Subway, they're supporting McDonald's, they're supporting Sony, Call of Duty, 
add-ons they're supporting it's like don't spend all your money on shit i get it like it's inevitable you like there's there's things we have to spend money on that aren't local or independent based maybe you know in another local market somewhere else if you though have the dough and awareness and you aren't someone who usually supports please just try man this is the time to do it I just told you, I just caught, I just spent a good amount of money on, on Jamaican barbecue right when I woke up. I know it's payday, I know I'm feeling good, but you, you don't think I'm thinking about saving every single cent I have right now and trying to just bunker down and hold my resources? Of course I'm trying to, I'm thinking about that. I want to put everything in the Benny Peapot. I don't want to give nobody a cent right now. I want to make sure that my motherfucking fortress, whether that is spiritually, economically, or physically, is well maintained. At the same time, though, I cannot be selfish. The amount of privilege I have in my life, in my circle, in my daily existence is overflowing. There's a lot of people who don't have that, and I got to share a little piece of my pie. And that's just how I think. I'm not telling you to think like that, but I'm saying when I think like that, when I think with empathy and, and logic and a little bit of love, man, then that shit goes a long way. So, the big first bullet point of the solo podcast episode 3 is support these independent artists, yo. Hit their band camps, hit their websites, buy their merch, buy their vinyl, buy whatever they're doing. If they got motherfucking PayPal's out, hit the PayPal. Just give them money to their Venmo, give them money to their Cash App, give them money. Like, I, I've legit done that. When I've had friends in the area who, who have needed a little bit of dough. You think, I know I could go get some sushi. I, I'm going to go spend $30 on sushi. Why don't I, why don't I, why don't I slide 15 to my to my friend, to my brother, to my sister, to, 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 to my family who needs it? And then on top of that, I can go get 15 bucks in sushi. No L's. You know, it's all a balance. K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, silly. Um, that's really it. So support, support, support. Get money in artists' hands. Get money in the independent creators' hands. Um... And if you got questions and concerns, hit me about it. I I would love to facilitate and and and, and you know tell you maybe if you're I'm like you're like oh I'm I'm looking for a place where I can buy a face mask from that's not a store. Well, I know Pendeja um, Studios in Portland had some. They might have sold out, but they'll be doing a drop soon. Drop soon. I know Miles Boland was selling some face masks. I believe um, he hasn't sold out yet. Um, I could be incorrect on that. Please don't misquote me if I am. But um, or please actually. Correct me if I'm misquoting, as I should say. I'm over here overthinking everything because I'm staring at this mac and cheese that I still got left to eat. And shout out Yardington. They gave me a free drink. They gave me this shit called Tropical Rhythms. I'm probably going to mispronounce it, but it's called Lychee Paradise. It's an it's an artificial lychee-flavored drink. I'm not sure if lychee is a type of fruit, um, but I'm not even kidding. Like, this shit's... Like, you can hear it. This shit's crazy. Like, I need to take another sip. Hold on. I'm taking a little break here. This podcast is sponsored by Yardington. Alright, sorry for y'all to hear that. I also made a soundboard recently. Pretty much inspired by Desus and Mero. If you haven't heard the Bodega Boys podcast, it's a pretty foul and, uh, you know, inappropriate podcast. But it's hilarious at the same time because it taps into, like, the sicko part of my brain. Um, Allegedly. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. So I just want to say... Uh, Shout out to all my haters. And, uh, you know, that's it. <laughs> so support... Hit independent artists directly and give them some money right now because we all struggling. Um, I'm not struggling as much, but I I might even be putting up a, a rhyme beat Patreon soon just to or I don't know how to say that either. That's another tough word. I, for someone who knows a lot of words, the pronunciation of them can be very troubling for me. Um, I might put up a Patreon or a pa- Patreon or the fuck that's called um, soon too. Just um, cause you know who knows what the fuck's be going on, man. We we gotta be we gotta be chasing all streams of income and we gotta be um. 
balancing out and helping each other. So thanks for listening to my self-help, self-independent spiel. I just think it's so important we realize the power of our economic dollar, the power of helping one another, the power of getting people through the day. We're not, no business for the most part I'm imagining is going to be in a heavy surplus right now. It's about keeping the lights on. So let's keep some fucking lights on. Okay, guys. Love to y'all. Thank you very much. And if you don't have money right now and you're broke and you're trying and you're a good person, don't feel guilted either. This, this is, this is the people who maybe still be working and maybe still be having income. And like I said, are going to fucking Mickey D's every night or like, you know, just dumping money on, you know, like 30 racks of Budweiser and do people still play Fortnite and Fortnite shit, you know, Fortnite packs, you know, those are people I'm kind of talking to. I don't know if they actually listen to this podcast. Maybe I'm talking to an audience that actually isn't that representative in my Benny's crib audience. But if you are, please, um, I hope, I hope I influence you in a positive way. Um, today we're supposed to have the homie Dr. Quinn calling up too. Um, I think he still is free. He said he might not be able to. Um, so if he can't call in, I'll get him calling later. So if Dr. Quinn doesn't call in, check out Dr. Quinn. He's dope as fuck. He's from Chicago and a couple of groups, um, bullies and, um, the other is the citizen. And then he has a lot of solo stuff. A lot of cool aliases. Really cool production. Really great um, ear for sampling too. A really uh, just interesting artist. I fucks with his stuff a lot. Been a friend of the Ryan Beat brand early on, like even before I was doing podcasts. And uh, Quinn might have even been around when I was only on Twitter before I even had an Instagram for Ryan Beat. To be to be frank, so Dr. Quinn's real as fuck. Um, so shout out Dr. Quinn. Um, so hopefully we'll be talking to him today. If not, again we'll be talking to him soon because he will be on the cast. Um, Let's now get into the shit that came out today. Let's talk about art. We've talked a little bit about, you know, how I'm feeling. And then I think about some important, you know, ways to support people. But let's talk about the beautiful art that is getting dropped in this culture. The first thing I really have to talk about, it wouldn't be fair not to talk about it first, is the uh, is the West Side Gun album that dropped. It's called Pray for Paris. It came out last night at midnight. This project has an insurmountable amount of hype, elite, artistry, promotion, history, uniqueness, and influence around it, in my opinion. The cover was made by Virgil Abloh, who is the, uh, obviously, founder of Off-White, one of the most impactful fashion brands on the planet right now. I think Virgil also is the head of... um, I know he's the head of Off-White, but I'm pretty sure, like, a huge, huge fashion, um, I think it was, was it, was it Louis? Louis Vuitton might have made him, um, the director as well. Yeah, yeah, Virgil Abloh was also the Louis Vuitton, um, artistic director. No way. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, so Virgil, obviously, uh, is a pretty influential person in the fashion world. I'm not a big fashion guy, like, you'll, unless I get it for, like, let's say I found a really dope, like, silk shirt or something that was, like, 95% mark off. I'm probably not a rocking designer, but I definitely fuck with someone like Virgil Abloh who really started more, I think, um, in like the Chicago area street fashion scene and now is at the head of these, you know, longly established, hugely influential fashion brands like Louis Vuitton's from the 1854. Um, you know, that's fucking. It's crazy. Like, Louis old, bro. So, anyway, that's old money shit, and Virgil's heading. So, anyway, Virgil Abloh did the cover of the album. Helped put some artistic direction. That cover, to me, is tremendous. I actually got the red crew neck hoodie, or red crew neck sweatshirt, excuse me, that has the 
cover on it. Um, <laughs> kind of pricey, but I was like, you know, it's my birthday present to myself. Uh, I don't think I've copped any physical merch from Griselda or West Side Gun yet. Always sells out. It's always dope shit. And on top of that, um, I've always tried to get like his, his physical CDs and shit, and that always sold out too. And I've been a West Side Gun fan since 2016. Um, like right before Fly God came out, I, was, I got into him. And then same with uh, Conway too. Like because of West Side Gun and Fly God, I got into... Because I was kind of late, because Conway had been killing it. He had been doing some shit with some East Coast peeps. Like, I believe he worked with Sky Zoo and Rock Marciano already by the time Fly God came out. But Fly God had, you know, Action Bronson, Your Old Droog. Rock Marcy was on that. I, th I think Mayhem Loren was on that. Apollo Brown. I don't know if I said Danny Brown. So when you look at, you know, the, f the features of that album... It's a lot of people that I fucked with heavy. Um, Sky Zoo's on that as well. Um, Alchemist, Camouflage Monk, The God Fahim. Oh, I forgot Mock Homies on that as well. Oh, Benny the Butcher. So, yeah, it's just like there's a lot of people on that album that uh, at the time that I was huge fans of, specifically like Danny, Mayhem, Action, and Sky Zoo, and Droog, and uh, Rock Marcy, I believe, too. He was on that. Yeah, when Omar's coming. So, when Fly God came out, and the reason why I'm talking about this is because I just want to contextualize, you know, my, my timeline with West Side Gun for you, because this is a very exciting album that he dropped with Pray for Paris, and the reason why I get so excited about hip-hop is because a lot of the artists that are popping off right now, not, this is going to sound like a real douchey hipster statement, but one of the people who are popping off right now, I've been a fan of for like four or five years. Like, I was, I was a Kendrick fan before Section 80 came out. I was a Joey Badass fan before 1999 came out, you know, I was... A Chance of Rapper fan before Acid Rap came out. These are like, you know, youthful artists. You know, I fucked with when I was young. When I was younger. And now we're at this, you know, part now where we have a lot of artists who are just doing wild street shit that we have never seen before at this level, in my opinion. Because you have people like, you know, obviously the Jay-Zs who have come from more street rap environments and then have built huge corporate empires. But there's something different about this Griselda shit. Like, they're from the Buffalo streets. They're not directly from NYC. And it's just so, like, it's just such a wild journey. So to have seen so much of this journey, um, it just it makes, it makes the moment feel so much better. Because when I look back at this first album, you know, it's pretty much mostly Derringer beats. There's some big-ass oh, Fly God I'm talking about. There's some big-ass Derringer beats, um, obviously. But for the most part, um, you know, it's all in-house for the production. And there's some huge features, too. But um, this was almost like his coming-out party. You know, Static Selector, I think, was actually, was actually on this, too. So then um, throughout... Uh, Bronson, not Bronson, sorry. I'm getting very excited. Whenever I look at Fly God, I kind of, my, my brain turns off because I was, it came out in March, uh, mid-March, I think, 2016. I ended up going to see my sister in England and I, I was playing like Mr. T, biking around London and I was just like, what the fuck? Like, what is my life? And, uh, yeah, that, and, and the cover, the, co the to me, the cover of Fly God is so beautiful too. So I just get really entranced by that. I gotta, I gotta stop looking at it. Because we got to talk about Pray for Paris, man. So anyway, you know, for after after I found Fly God, I got into Conway. I was a huge Conway fan. Then I got really, you know, heavy into more of gun stuff as it dropped. And I went back and listened to more of his um, stuff from the past. Then I got heavy into Benny, like in 2017, I'd say. And then just the past um, three years now. You hear that? You hear the feds? They want, they want, they want us because we're the hottest podcast in town, bitch. Fuck 12. We ain't coming. Um, anyway... 
let's go to pray for Paris because I'm, I'm going to centralize my ramblings now. I could talk. I could literally talk about Westside Gun and Griselda all day. If you peep my Instagram last night, you could probably think I put like 15 fucking stories of songs of the the, the her history of my favorite. What's that gun shit? Just because it, it's monumental. Because I'm gonna read this fucking this this album to you. I'm gonna tell you who produced it, and I'm gonna tell you who's on it because it's really incredible. Like it's this is not just something you say to get hype for the for the episode. This is a very intense roster of artists: DJ Muggs of Cypress Hill, Conway the Machine, Benny, Derringer, Joey Badass, Tyler the Creator, Camouflage Monk, Wale. Rock Marciano, Alchemist, Freddie Gibbs, Jay Versace, Boldy James, DJ Premier, Tyler the Creator, Keisha Plum, Bohemian Lynch, Beat Butcher, Billy Esco, Joyce and Joyce Rice, and Cartier A. Williams. Like, did you hear that? That's literally insane. That's literally like, that's just dumb. And it plays out immaculately. I think I've played um, Pray for Paris. Damn, I gotta say, I think I've played that legit four times now. I had a couple of Heineys last night, a couple of cold Heinekens. Had a couple of Tusta Ladutzes, some shout out, shout out to Bong. Um, had a couple of rips out of that. And then, um, you know, I had some hash rods and edibles. And I was just laying in my bed listening to the whole album. And I remember. There's this pit, there's a song on the album where Gunn has his vocals pitched down. It's the one that has Boldy James on it. Um, an alchemist. It's called, I believe, um, Claiborne Kick. I heard that beat. And I was like, this is it. Like, I think Westside Gunn has the best ear for production in the upper echelon mainstream of artists. Because Westside Gunn is a mainstream artist. I will say that. Mainstream to me isn't as much about sound when I say that. Is is well, actually, that's, that's, that brings up an interesting point, because the word mainstream to me can almost represent a sonic sound that you hear, or also an echelon of popularity. I'm referring to the echelon of popularity right now, because when you look at Westside Gun's circles, it is Shady Records and Eminem, it is Rock Nation, and, and, um, Jay-Z, um, it's... I think Hip Hop Joshua actually is, is tight with them too, and maybe even Chase Infinite. And um, Hip Hop Joshua and um, Chase Infinite are huge in the managing world. And I believe they help, um, or if not, at least are hands on with the management of Griselda. So Westside Gun is, is, is fucking famous as fuck, dude. Like, I mean, Virgil Abloh, Designer's Cover, bro. You don't have to, like, just just because you, you might not know of him and know his music doesn't mean this dude isn't fucking huge. And the fact that he still put, puts on for the street, ground-up aspect of hip-hop, that he's always pushing for the next wave of producers, MCs. He was, the names he was shouting out, he was shouting out Estinac, uh, Al Davino, Rome Streets, Uncle John. And we'll, get back, we'll get more to Uncle John later, actually, because he's dropping an album soon, too. Um, but he was shouting out all these artists. In the midst of you know this album pr um, promotion, and it's just like this this art like West Side Gun to me is almost an artist that I don't even know how to to, to formulate my thoughts on because it's just so much so much respect. Again, that motherfucking currency quote 
what is understood does not need to be explained. The aura of West Side Gun, even just because I've never obviously met this human, I actually will say, though, I saw West Side Gun in Conway 2018. You want to hear some shit right now? I'm going to end. So, two things. First off, Pray for Paris is incredible. Go support his merch on the site. One of the best albums I've heard all year so far. $500 ounces with Freddie Gibbs and Rock Marciano and the Alchemist beat is one of the gnarliest collabs I've heard all year, too. It's just, just fucking dope hip-hop, man. It's just beats, flow, skits, uh, verses, everything. Aesthetic. Tremendous. So go support Pray for Paris by Westside Gun. Probably my favorite album of the day that dropped. Also, though, I saw Westside Gun in Conway at Boston Calling 2018. Guess what fucking time they were on? 12.30 p.m. 12.30 p.m. Guess what time the festival starts? Like 12.30 p.m. I'm pretty sure they were the first ones to open up. I literally left my homie's crib in Cambridge, smoked up, hit the streets, walked to Harvard, the Harvard field, entered the facility I'm, I, none of my friends wanted to go I was the only person because I'm like the biggest hip like, I, I, don't get me wrong I got some real dope hip hop head homies but I'm definitely the biggest hip hop head homie in my circle and I remember I went and I was the only one there and I walked all the way up to the stage and there might have been like 12 people there and I was literally like front row and they threw a little Griselda towel that I'm literally pointing at right now that's in my room. It's got it's right when they turned to Shady, so it has like the Shady Records Michigan looking um logo, and then it has a New York Griselda looking logo, and it has like an X, you know, to confirm they're collaborating and, and, and they are, you know, one. So they threw those towels out. Um they previewed, I believe the track is Fork in the Pot. Um, that Alchemist did with them. They previewed that. Go and peep my fucking uh the Rhyme Beat Instagram and the Rhyme Beat uh Live footage vaults on rhymebeat.com if you don't believe me. Because this is truth. So that's 2018. This was supposed to be Boston Calling um, 2020 in about like a month now. It got canceled, unfortunately. Um, I didn't buy my ticket yet, though, so shout out. No, I haven't to get a refund. No, that's clutch. Um, so it was a silver lining, I guess. But anyway, I mean, only two years later now would be, you know, the next Boston Calling. Think about where they're at now. Like, they're some of the biggest artists in the hip-hop world. And in 2018, I thought it was kind of disrespectful even to have them in the first time, but I kind of got it with the whole market of Boston, especially it being a festival, but they always kill it on the Middle East. But anyway, long story short, <laughs> shout out Griselda. The music inspires me. Shout out Westside Gun. His art inspires me. I'm big on... I'm big on aesthetic, man. The most important thing is genuine art. Are you being yourself? Gun is being himself. Do I fuck with the bars? I fuck with Gun's bars. He raps. He raps. I will say that. Westside Gun raps. Everyone in Griselda raps. Everyone in Benny the Butcher's Black Soprano, Black Soprano family that I've heard of at least so far raps. Like this is a camp in, 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 in its adjacent camps that just raps, bro. And that's the, so important to me. So they're genuine. They rap. And then besides that, is it something different? Are you bringing something new to the table? Yes, he is. Again, the the like the tr uh, party with Pop Smoke, the track that Tyler the Creator produced. God damn, man! Like that's just that's just tremendous. Like if you told me that Tyler the Creator and Westside Gun would be working together and that's what the track would sound like, I I wouldn't like back in 2016. I'd be like, what? And today I'm like, no, it's perfect, G. So uh, yeah.
shout out Griselda, shout out um, art that just makes you want to rant and ramble because that's what they want to do. Um, haven't got hit back up by Quinn yet. I think he still might be busy. So let's now talk about the rest of the albums um, that came out today, if you're cool with that. Yeah. Cool, all right, awesome. I'm glad to hear you're cool with it. And before we go on, I just want to make sure to, again, shout out um, Fire on 4, um, one of the sponsors of the podcast, and also shout out uh, High Roller. This podcast is sponsored by High Roller Lobster Company. Shout out the sponsors. This podcast oh. is sponsored by High Roller Lobster Company. These touchscreens, man, you got to be careful with them. Fucking soundboards over here. What is this? Fucking Captain Knots? Captain Tying Knots? Yeah, right. Oh, man. Okay. Um, some other shit dropped today. Um, Baby dropped an album. I think that Tech Nine dropped an album. I'm pretty sure that Peter Cottontail dropped an album. I'm pretty sure that um, Knowledge of the Pirate dropped a project. I think Fiona Apple dropped an album. The Doppelgangers dropped an album. Buddy and Kent Jams dropped an album. Shabazz Palace has dropped an album. R.A. the Rugged Man dropped an album. Division dropped a new album. There's a lot of shit to come out that's coming out. It's 420 weekend. Uh, I'm going to eat a bunch of edibles. And uh, yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure going to happen. Um, a lot of shit came out, man. I'm, 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 I am stupefied by the amount of tremendous art that has come out. Uh, this weekend excuse me um one thing i really do got to talk about now too is something right here from maine the 207 my home state you already know how much i love my home state and how much i want to put it on at all times so let's do that right now just gonna take a quick sip of water here Ah, tremendous oh yeah post or side note before i go into my uh next point I've been buying more, so I, I got kind of sick, like about a month and a half ago. Like, I, if you listen to the first solo podcast you heard me talk about, um, and, and I bought a bunch of lemons because you know lemon is good to put like in your water or in your tea when you're sick. And then I thought, wait, if lemon is good when you're sick and you feel bad, what does lemon then feel like when you feel good? Because if it makes you feel better when you're sick, if you feel good, it might make you feel like double good. And actually, I'm gonna front. <sighs> All right, ain't gonna front, dude. Lemon makes you feel like twice as good when you put it in the water. Like, it makes it water taste twice as good. I don't know if it like purifies it or something, but it, it almost makes it like, a little more smoother. So I've been keeping like four or five lemons at the crib, and I just chop them up and put like a little slice in my water bottle before I bring it to work. Every time before I uh, pour water up in, in in a cup, I put a little lemon slice. This isn't anything new. Like every fucking fancy restaurant you go to. There's lemons in it, but we never had lemons, like lemon water in the crib growing up. We just do, usually we do tap water. Um, but now I'm making lemon water a thing in my casa. So um, shout out Start of New Traditions and shout out Lemon Water. Today, my good friend uh, B. All, who actually called in um, last podcast um, and premiered the news that he's dropping new music, actually last podcast, did drop that new music today. Dropped last night at midnight, uh, or, you know, Friday at midnight. Uh, it's a beautiful song. It's called I'm Not Trying to Smoke. Don't worry. Uh, or actually, you know, we don't judge you if you don't partake in smoking. But uh, B and I have smoked a ton of cannabis together, allegedly. Um, so, oh shit, that was a perfect time for me to use that fucking soundboard. Let me rewind that back. All right, we back in it. Um, B and I have consumed a lot of uh, cannabis together. Allegedly. 
But um, the song is called I'm Not Trying to Smoke. It features Ben's Bid Dad and Brendan Bennett. They're um, linking up and actually have their own uh, record label now. or I believe it's called Off Center Music, too. Not B, all Brendan and Ben. It's a lot of B names, so get used to that one. Um, but Ben's Been Dead and Brendan Bennett, I believe, are on um, our, our label called Off Center Music. Yes, I'm correct. Cool. So, um, yeah, the song, I'm Not Trying to Smoke, it came out um, today. It's got B on the hook and two um, verses by Ben, or one verse by Ben and one verse by Brendan to make it a full track or a full two verses. Um, I'm getting really confused. I'm not going to lie. trying to keep saying B, Ben, and Brendan. B, Ben, and Brendan. All right, B, Ben, and Brendan. That's going to be fucking tremendous. I hope you can keep up with that <laughs> when you listen in at home um, as, I, as I quickly ramble about this. But this song is cool to me because I was there when it was made, actually. Um, we kind of called it Rap Camp, I guess. Um, like, main music camp. I don't even remember what the fuck we called it, to be honest. It was cool as hell, though. We ended up um, having a cool circle of people late last summer link up. And we went up to this cabin for, it wasn't even a cabin, it was actually like a nice house on a pond. We couldn't swim in the pond because it was all like marshed out, but it was a, still a really beautiful place. We went there for like three days, and uh, B and Ben and Brendan recorded some music there. And I was there, of all some you know managers of artists, and um, we had producers and videographers um, and directors. It was a really, really, really um, fun um, time. And... I remember I brought a lot of dro and I was I had been rolling up a lot and we were like outside getting lit and we were having a fun time and you know it was late man like you know when you like having a fun day and you outside in the sun a little bit and then like you and your friends are like, having some drinks and you're partying inside and I think we had some rosé flowing and uh, you know we're just like shooting the shit just a bunch of creatives talking shit in the woods having fun making art and such and uh it had to be late yo I remember it was probably like I'm not going to front. It probably was, like, one. And I had, like, a foggy memory of, like, me kind of waking up half stoned on the couch still. And one of my homies, no clue who it was. No, what I'm trying to think back, was asleep in the corner of the couch. And I just hear, I'm not trying to smoke till I'm ready to come down. And I just kept hearing this, like, thump of a bass. And I was just like, damn, they're making something upstairs in B's room. And, uh... Cause at this point, like, I think it was like just B and Soto. Soto was the the uh, the youngin who the young the young. I think he's the same age as me. The young gentleman who produced the uh, the beat, very good beat. Soto was one of the most underrated producers um, from like the main scene too. I think. So shout out Soto, man. Soto so dope is his handle on Instagram. But I remember just hearing him like like smacking fucking the wall upstairs with with the bass pretty much and then like they, like they paused it and they're like yo you got to come up here and like I think like Ben and like uh uh Brendan ran upstairs and uh it was just like surreal cuz when I think back to the power of music and the power of notes and the power of sonic vibration the hook on that song was embedded in my brain the moment I really heard it when I was laying on that couch, I was laying on this couch, I think hour and a half north of Portland, Maine. So not too, too far up if you know how big Maine is, but still decently far um, from civilization that we know it here. And I would just remember the couch was like this long L couch. And the room felt like a very modernized, but like 70s cabin in the woods motif, but very like clean and like white and like, you know, like 
fancy white families go up and <laughs> visit still. Um, it wasn't like, you know, like a cabin fever type cabin. It was like a nice fucking house, like log cabin. Or not log cabin. It was a nice. It's hard to like describe because when I think of woods, I think of a cabin. It's not a cabin, bro. It's like a two-story, three-story house. I had like a small basement, a one-bedroom loft, and it was like a beautiful little like kitchen area and a beautiful little living room. But it had like that log cabin aesthetic, I guess. So anyway, I'm just sitting there. There's like that weird log cabin, like, but still like kind of like modernized aesthetics there. And I'm like on this owl couch and I'm stoned and I'm wrapped, wrapped up in this warm planky. And I just hear the chorus and I'm just like, oh shit, yo. This is a dope ass track. And the reason why it's like almost taking me back so much is because, again, I hear that chorus now. I hear those notes now and I'm put back to the first time I heard them. Sitting right there. And that was almost, dude, that was almost that's like eight months ago now, man. That's like seven months ago, maybe. I don't know. So it's just cool the way that music plays out and it's cool the way that life plays out because that's really the one of the first uh yeah i think i'd say that's one of the first songs that are really from 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 at least a couple different artists together on one track you know like a a group studio session that i got to see behind the scenes up until all the way or not even behind the scenes like from conception from from original plant of that thought from that first um track from that first stem from that first note up until actual release and to see the response on social media already knowing what's ahead with that song and just you know um i imagine great things are still gonna pop off with it i just i just feel so blessed to be uh able to go back and have that memory so this culture is beautiful y'all just appreciate it and that's why i go back on so it's so important to support artists because this this culture keeps me going man this culture keeps me so motivated I could think about all the fucked up shit that's going on, or I could wake up, clear my mind, write out what's on my head, consume some food and water, some vitamins, breathe, get lost in art for some couple hours, have some lunch, get lost in art for a couple hours, go outside and watch the sun for a little bit, um, go back inside, have some more water, get lost in art for a couple hours, have dinner, unwind, clear my space, clear my mind, free up my ideas for the next day. Excuse me get lost in art for a little bit, brush my teeth and go to bed. I could literally do that every single day of my life. It gives me that much purpose. It gives me that much fulfillment. It honestly gives me that much happiness. And it's so important that we don't take that for granted. So go support the new track from Be All. I'm Not Trying to Smoke. It features Ben's Been Dead and Brendan Bennett. Um, shout out Off Center Music too for the... Um, coming through for that track um shout out soto and shout out everybody who was there um for that experience because that was a really cool memory and it really um gave me a lot of confidence that hey you know i'm on the right path here you know if, I, if i'm in the room with these peeps fuck yeah let's keep it going um so hell yeah make sure y'all peep that because you know how much i fucking love the main hip-hop scene the 207 scene and uh i think it's always important to put on your own so shout out uh my brother be all and go peep that new single and uh, I'm not getting a text back from the homie Quinn. I think he will not be able to hit the podcast today because I got to drop this today. It's already 4.30. I don't really want to wait too, too much longer because I like to get it to you right around dinner time. And also, I got an important meeting at 7.30 that I cannot skip, Jack. So um, instead of talking to Quinn, let's kind of wrap this up and get towards uh, what, what's what's coming up. And um, my, I actually scratched that. Before I talk about what I'm looking forward to, there's one thing I gotta talk about that I'm, I should almost get smacked up for not talking about it so far. The motherfucking premiere 
RZA IGB battle. Woo! Last time I was um, hyping it up saying like this is going to be one I'm definitely pumped for. And it delivered. It delivered wholeheartedly. They initially said they were just going to do 20 beats. So I think I stopped watching after the 20th beat. I think they went on to play uh, eight or nine more. I had a couple of things to do that I couldn't um, like skip. So unfortunately, I couldn't watch that part of the live. But I was entranced by the first two hours or the first 20 tracks or however long it was. Because the history that these two artists have. It's nuts. I mean, you're hearing Big L, you're hearing Biggie, you're hearing Jay-Z, you're hearing every member of the Wu-Tang Clan, you're hearing Guru, you're hearing so much shit that's just some of the most most influential, important, impactful shit. Like, in my opinion, you gotta put those two in the top, 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 most important of all time. Like, there's no way they're not. I actually, uh, like, if you have, you have hip-hop producers mount rushmore you have i had to say you got to put those two in in hands down um maybe like dre and dilla that's that's the hard one i picking any like just like only like the only four producers or like only five producers like i don't know if i could actually do that but like i could pick like some of my favorites or some of the best and i know rizza and premiere will always be there and so the fact that we had two goats in that like, the same, like, live, just going at it was like, what the fuck, man? There was almost 200,000 people watching it. And I remember reading the comments, and, it, yo, if the people signing in and commenting, it was a who's who of who's in hip-hop. It was literally legend after legend after, I can't, I'm not even gonna try and remember who, who it was, because just go and watch it on YouTube, because it was literally legend after legend after legend after legend, and then people was like, hey, salute for how much, oh, salute Nas, oh, salute, uh, Easy Mo B, oh, salute, and just everybody who came in, it was just like, holy shit, and we were even seeing, like, people of this generation, the more newer generation of hip-hop, uh, or the current generation of hip-hop showing love, uh, in this battle, and it was a real beautiful moment, it gave me a lot of um, healing, a lot of solace in the now, and uh, it really made me, you know, appreciate the game again. I think that's the theme of this episode is appreciation, um, and maybe indirectly then support, you know, because I think once you really appreciate stuff and you understand how important it is, you want to make sure it, it can keep going, that way it can keep on not only influencing you, but influencing everyone after you, and uh, I felt that, that magic watching that beat battle when mathematics dropped, I freaked the fuck out. Like, oh, man, just this, I took a screenshot, and it's, I'll have to post it on, like, Twitter or something because it's so beautiful. It's Premier smiling. Like, he looks like a little kid who just got, like, the birthday gift they've wanted their whole life. Like, the biggest cheek-to-cheek smile. And you could feel the energy. You could feel the hip-hop through your fucking phone screen. So shout out that. That was a beautiful thing. Now let's um, go to what we're looking forward to. We talked about, hey, you know, the importance of... uh support right you know shout out yard eating for having my back and hooking me up with some great food um shout out fire on four another one of the great sponsors of this podcast for always having my back and uh being a great sponsor and just a great medical cannabis uh facilitator in the community doing great things for 420 coming up too so um, all my medical patients who um, need your medicine will help you out um and the dispensary will help you out for 420 and uh Shout out Hyrule Lobster Company for always holding it down and make sure you buy those motherfucking whoopie pies. Um, but yeah, man, so support. It's all about sponsorship. It's about local community. Um, like I said, I got people supporting me. I'm trying to support my peeps. And if you can support 
your favorite artist, please go and support them. Please stop buying stupid shit. That's not going to actually benefit anything. And uh, just help the people who need it, man. Like, help artists who are putting their, um, you know, their existence on their line to make sure they can express not only themselves, but maybe the thoughts that other people can't express. But again, you know, if you don't have paper, I'm not trying to guilt trip people. This is just kind of a, a PSA, so to speak. Um, and... Also, shout out the new West Side Gun album. It's tremendous. This fucking squeaky chair is going to piss me off, so I'm going to try and stay straight and compo- composed for the last part of this podcast here. <laughs> um, shout out the new West Side Gun album, Pray for Paris. It's fantastic. It's worth, worth, worth listening times 10. I loved it. Fine art, extravagant, fly, tremendous shit. Shout out all the albums that dropped today. Shout out the homie B. All for dropping a great new track. Um, shout out the main hip hop sh- scene always. Um, now, um, I shout out the great beat battle, shout out self care. And, um, now before I go, I just want to say what I'm looking forward towards. Um, I'm looking forward to the new uncle John album. Um, it's called the face of Jason. I think it comes out April 21st. Let me double check on that though, but I'm a huge uncle John fan. Um, I just, I love sharp records, what I've heard from them so far. And, uh, just the energy and the uh, the the visceral viciousness of Uncle John's raps, the aggression, the it's just not a second wasted, and that motherfucker's rapping from his from his soul. So uh, the Uncle John album, Face of Jason, I'll double check again. I do believe it's coming out four twenty one. Yep. So the Face of Jason's four twenty one. Uncle John. Uncle John is not spelt like you think it'd be spelt though. So let me spell it for you, just in case you don't know how to spell it, because it's A N K H L E J O H N. Again, it's like A N K H L E. That's Uncle, like Uncle, like spell like that, not U N C L E. Um. So you know, of course, last week I said I was hyped for the West Side Gun project. Turned out to be tremendous, hopefully. Um, the same goes with this Uncle John tape, because it's got some great features on it. I've already seen, I'm pretty sure Jamonte's on it, and Jamonte's one of my favorite rappers alive right now. He's always been kicking it with... I should get... I'm going to try and get Jamonte on this, actually, someday, because Jamonte uh, has always shown support for the brand, too, and I've always fucked with his shit heavy as well. And if you don't know who Jamonte is, look up Jamonte, because that motherfucker can rap, bro. Um, but yeah, um, obviously I didn't get Dr. Quinn in here today, but that's okay. He'll be on it uh, sometime soon. These things happen. Uh, above that, support. You know, at the end of the day, if you can't support anyone but yourself, at least support yourself. You know, wake up every day, write a couple things down that make you happy. If there's a couple things that you're scared of, write those things down. Maybe when you are putting them on paper, you can see somewhere inside where those come from and how to maybe uh, patch that hole or try to heal that part of you. I mean, it's hard, yo. This life, I'm trying to really tell myself, is a one day at a time thing. I tell that and I speak about that so much because I don't think I believe it enough. It really is one day at a time. Yeah, you may have built a lot of shit to get here to this day. But before you woke up today... There was no guarantee that today was even going to be here. And it's here. So let's take it fucking serious because I don't know that tomorrow's going to be here until I do get there and wake up. So that being said, be safe, everybody. Appreciate y'all putting up with me. Uh, I had a huge, huge mix of uh, mimosa bong rips and Jamaican barbecue before this (laughs) podcast. So my cerebral cortex is probably in disarray and still in beautiful flowing symmetry at the same time, hopefully, but uh, 
I hope you enjoy this, and I hope you enjoy my ramblings. Again, take care of yourself. There's only one you. You're beautiful, and uh, you got to take care of yourself to see that beauty. Support uh, the new track from BL. Support the new West Side Gun album. Support me. It's Benny's Crib. It's Ryan Beat. It's Benny P up in here, yo. We still got more shit coming. We ain't stopping. I'm still working on the brand. I'm still working on things. I'm still plotting. I'm still planning. I'm still programming. So uh, I hope that uh, y'all are safe. I hope that y'all are content, maybe. And I hope that with everything considered, we're doing okay here. Hit my line if you need me. I love you. Um, And we'll see you next time. We'll see you next week. This is Benny P. And stay peaceful and prosper. Aight. One love.